0: The information on this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not contain or constitute and should not be interpreted as any form of medical advice or opinion. You should always seek the advice of your healthcare provider about any questions or concerns that you may have. Welcome back to the unfiltered podcast. On this show, we interview mental health professionals about abusive, toxic, and healthy relationships. It is our hope that these interviews help you cultivate safe relationships.
1: You don't have to explain or justify why it is that you want to, because the moment you go into justification and explaining, the narcissist will definitely have something to say about it. Because they can easily turn that around and they will move it around and then it becomes about them and not about you anymore.
0: Hello everyone, my name is Yulena Aiken. I'm the host of the Unfiltered podcast and a co-founder of Unfiltered. Today I'm interviewing Dr. Daksha Hirani. She's a clinical psychologist specializing in trauma-informed psychotherapy and narcissistic abuse recovery. Daksha has over 25 years' experience of working with adult mental health and trauma. She feels passionately about helping victims of narcissistic abuse, and this has been the focus of her work for the past seven years. In this episode, you will learn how to protect yourself from the following manipulation tactics. First one is abusing truisms. Abusing truisms occur when abusive and manipulative people make general statements about life that are hard to dispute to their advantage. The second one is comparing. Comparing is when an abusive or manipulative person makes a comparison that is hurtful, shaming or controlling of you. The third one is future faking. Future faking is a manipulation tactic that occurs when an abusive or manipulative person makes a false promise for the future to get what they want in the present. The fourth one is monitoring. Monitoring is when an abusive or manipulative person monitors your activity, location or behavior. The fifth one is sarcasm. Sarcasm is when someone says the opposite of what they actually mean in an effort to criticize or poke fun. If you want to know how to protect yourself from these manipulation tactics, then this episode is for you because Dr. Daksha Hirani will be giving her advice how to deal with a person who is using these manipulation tactics. Hi, Daksha. Thank you for joining me today. It's nice to speak with you again.
1: Thank you very much for inviting me again. What a pleasure
0: that's nice to hear so today we have pretty interesting episode and we are going to go through different manipulation and manipulative tactics and manipulation examples and dr daksha here is going to define what the da- what the manipulation tactic means and is and then she is going to go to give one example of it in real life and then she is going to explain to us how we should protect ourselves in that situation and the very first manipulation tactic that we are going to talk about is abusing truisms
1: so here's the thing an abusive truism it, it occurs when somebody is going to when a narcissist is going to use an abusive a manipulative uh, language which you can't deny So, for example, they will make uh, general statements about life that is very hard for you as a listener to dispute. For example, if you say something, then they'll say, you know, everybody's human or everybody deserves a second chance or don't kick somebody when they're down or everybody makes mistakes, almost turning it around, not taking responsibility for their actions, and making you feel guilty for actually having brought up the fact that they have done something wrong in the first place mm-hmm. so you can't deny you know everybody makes mistakes you can't deny some of this so they'll say those things and then many times the person who's on the receiving end is stumped because they have been faced with what we call an abusive truism does that make sense
0: yeah, it makes, and those examples were great. Like you said, you can't deny that. Yeah, of course, everyone makes mistakes, but <laughs> yeah, very hard. So so how, how should one then respond in a situation like this?
1: So here's the thing. It's uh, helpful to give you a real-life example of uh, a time when something like this might occur. For example, you have somebody like a mother or a partner who's going through a tough time, and they're being really nasty or horrible to everybody around them. You express your frustration that, look, how they're treating you or how they're treating the people around you is not acceptable, and that's not a good thing. So when you try and bring it up to them, rather than taking responsibility for their actions, which narcissists will not do and cannot do, they might turn around and literally make you the baddie by saying, you are kicking me just when I'm down. You know, or everybody goes through stuff. Nobody is perfect. So when you're faced with that, you are now made to feel guilty. So there'll that, be one example that this would happen. Now in terms of how do you protect yourself from this? This is a bit tricky and I'll tell you why it's tricky. There is no straightforward one answer. If it was a simple, if a narcissist does X, you do Y, that would be amazing because you could just get a book out and you'd say, right, now I'm absolutely perfect. I can protect myself. What people forget is every single narcissist differs in the way that they come across. Some people are manipulative, coercive, Uh, malignant narcissists other people are compassionate narcissists other people are somatic narcissists and the way that they manifest is different so depending on that partner or mother or whoever that you are or father you're dealing with it's not like oh dr hirani says in this situation you if somebody says this you do this and it'll work it may not so you've got to listen to your gut and say Given what I know of this person, if I do this, am I going to protect myself? Now, one of the ways to protect yourself when somebody says that is literally state a fact. Because what they're doing when they say everybody makes mistakes, is just state of facts. I'm not talking about everybody's mistakes. I'm talking about your behavior towards me. So you're just pointing a fact like you would in a business meeting, like you would in a Um, interview you know you don't want to raise your voice you don't want to bring it down could say you are responsible for your actions not everybody so you can use their language you know if they said everybody's not perfect says yeah but we're not talking about everybody we're talking about you and you taking responsibility for the how you are treating me so you bring it back now of course they don't like it when you point out a fact so they might then try and get you down a downward sort of a rabbit hole in a circular argument with it, that one goes nowhere. And at that point, if you feel that you've actually stated what you needed to state, then you could go gray rock. Like if they keep on going, you just say nothing. You say, I've said what I needed to say. Because the reality is the narcissist is probably not going to do anything about it anyway. So you've got to think about yourself and say, do I really want to invest all this energy into talking to somebody and explaining to them and justifying why their behavior was wrong and so on, it can be exhausting. So protect yourself from just that energy, let alone the abuse. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, it makes. And thank you so much. That was very helpful. Then the next uh, manipulation tactic that we have on the list is comparing. So could you again kindly first explain to us what it is and then an example and then how should one protect our, oneself from this manipulation, even though we cannot generalize, but, you know, some ideas.
1: Yes, I'll give you some ideas. But it's more than the ideas of how you can protect yourself, it's really important for you to know when this is actually happening to you. And comparing is when an abusive and manipulative person makes a comparison with somebody else or something else that is hurtful shaming or controlling of you so I'll give you an example imagine that you and your partner have agreed to spend um, an upcoming weekend together or your partner has promised that they're going to do something for you and you're going to be doing something together and it's an agreed thing is the promises have been made and then when the actual time arrives they say something like Do you know what? I have something that's come up that I have to go. I'm going to go and play, I don't know, basketball with my friends or I have to go and visit somebody else or whatever. I've got work to do and they go back. Now, what you're trying to do is to get them to take responsibility for what they've said and for them to keep their word. So you remind them of the promise that they made to you and the agreement that they had agreed upon. As a family that you would do together or as a couple, you would do this together. And instead of addressing that, they will completely ignore all of that, what you've said. And with, normally with a hurt and a loud voice, they will say, hang on, but this one's wife allows them to do this in this situation. You know, why can't I? Now, your attention has now gone to this other situation of another couple and another thing. When you don't answer that and you go back to actually saying, no, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this. What you want to do in terms of protecting yourself is going back to the example and say, no, I'm not talking about Mitch's wife. I'm talking about a promise that you made and that we kept and you're not keeping it. And then again, but he will then, uh, or he or she will go around and say, you know, I'm talking about this and you're ignoring me and you're taking it around. Can you see that there's a lot of projection going on here where the very thing that you're trying to communicate is going to be sidelined. They will try and communicate something totally different to take you completely off the point. So they don't again have to take responsibility for their actions. And then they make you feel guilty for the fact that you are not listening to what they're trying to say and that you feel that, you know, you're sidelining what I want to say. Now, again, you're caught in a circular argument again. Mm. So when you're faced with a partner like this, I think it's very important for you to know that you have got to be highly, highly adaptive. You know from experience that this narcissist is probably going to break their promises time and time again and come up with all these wonderful excuses time and time again. Adapt, have a fallback plan, go and do something you enjoy with the children, go and make sure that you are going to go and have fun. That narcissist does not have to be the one who has to be present in order for you to go and have fun. Ironically, if you give the narcissist no supply, you say, Fine, go on, you can do what you want. I'll go and we're going to go in, and then you say something beautiful and nice that you actually want to do. And you're sure that you're going to actually have fun. Not a pretend fun, but really have fun. Because the narcissist is not getting what they need, they're more likely to actually keep and come and join in on the fun because they don't want to miss out on the fun. Does that make sense? So so a narcissist is like a little five-year-old where you've got to just manage them like a five-year-old, like a two-year-old. Uh, but protect yourself that way when you're adaptive it doesn't matter whether the narcissist is going to come with you or not you go and do what you've got to do anyway because going into an argument is just going to go into circular again the more attention you give the more supply they get and then in the end they end up doing whatever they want to do anyway
0: yeah makes sense thank you for such a great explanation of this all crazy making (laughs) you know you you make it sound like much easier to spawn when you are in the environment. I mean, because often when we are in the environment, it's very hard to realize what's going on. But your explanation, like, yeah, it, it makes so much sense. So thank you. You're welcome. Okay, uh, then next on the line is manipulation tactic called future faking.
1: So future faking is a tactic that occurs when uh, the narcissist or, you know, you might not have classified this person as a narcissist, but, you know, people who are abusive and manipulative can do this. And what they do is they make a false promise for a future to get what they want in the present moment. So in the present moment, if they want to look good uh, in front of a group, for example, they might promise whoever their spouse is, oh, you know what, we're going to go on this amazing holiday or we're going to go and I, or I'm going to, if it's a child, I'm going to get you, I don't know, this beautiful gift or I'm going to get your hair done in the way you want or I'm going to pay for your driving lessons and you know, they, they'll want to announce all these beautiful things mostly in front of others or in fact, even just individually if that narcissist wants something from you. And they're so believing in that moment that the narcissist actually feels like they've already done what they were saying. That's how much joy and enjoyment they get when they give you this future fake promise. So they get what they want. They get all this adoration that there's this amazing parent or amazing spouse or amazing whoever relationship, whatever relationship they are, but it's a promise that they have zero intention of keeping. If, it gives them nothing after that moment. And most of the times it doesn't because actually keeping your word is boring. Keeping your word is this long slog, you know, you just have to get on it and you get no validation from it. So narcissists are not interested in keeping their word. So let me take um, this example, actually. This is one that, um, you know, has been mentioned but it has come across to me with my clients as well. Where you get a narcissistic parent, they want to prevent you from becoming independent. And the reason why narcissistic parents prevent their children from becoming independent is because they are going to lose control. And for narcissists, power and control is everything. And you've got a sense that, you know, no matter with all the tactics that your parents have been using, nothing is actually empowering you. What they're doing is not empowering you to be independent in your life. What they're doing is disempowering you. So in this example, for example, if you as a child want to go away to college, you want to go away to university, you want to go and study elsewhere, and the narcissistic parent does nothing to enable that, And may also jeopardize it, but they're cloaking it in such a way that makes it appear like they really care. So they may say, oh, you know, before you go to college, give me your application. I'll help because I've got the right contacts. I've got the people who are going to help you with this. Or if you're managing some money that uh, you have got as a child. Then the narcissistic parent will say, you know, I've got the right contacts with this person and that person. They know all about investing and so on. So give me this money and or or I will hook you up with that person. Here's the thing. They have no intention of you succeeding and they have every intention of jeopardizing it such that you lose your money or you don't get the application and you don't get the colleges where you want so that you do not end up going away from their realm of control. Now, when you find that you're in a situation like this, children normally start to feel that gut feeling that, no, something's off, something's just not right. But they can't always pinpoint it. So here's the thing. How do you protect yourself? Because something is being cloaked as beautiful, but it's not. And the key here is insight and awareness. The moment you as a child or a spouse or whatever, knows that something is off, listen to your gut. And then you don't want to come outwardly aggressive. There's no point in being aggressive with the narcissist. Just as a matter of fact, just state, well, thank you for your concern because narcissists love their feathers being fluffed. So if you disarm them by saying, well, thank you so much for your care, father or mother, whoever that you want to help, However, I am an adult or I am older now and I want to take this on my, upon myself and I'm going to sort it out myself. And they'll say, oh, but let me look and I will help you. Say, well, thank you so much. I will come to you if I need it. So you're, you're making a very clear boundary, but you're not making the person aggravated. And then you go away and do it, go to the libraries. If you don't have anybody to look through your application, get the librarian to do it or find a friend or find people who are your green people, find your teachers to help you with your uh, application forms. So that in this case, that parent doesn't have that control. You don't have to tell the parent everything that goes on either. There's no obligation for you to do that. Or in the case of a parent who's uh, taken money or given bad advice, financially you just say well thank you very much but you know if I need to I'll come but right now I'm okay I'll do it on my own so you're stepping away carefully and gently but you don't have to listen to the person now if the person if the narcissist is you know you don't trust me who do you, you know I, I would never wish harm upon you and if they try to put all of that guilt on you this and you just then gray rock again so no i disagree thank you for your concern but i'm okay so you just do a sort of broken ro- record tactic and then move away so that you are recognizing that actually when somebody is giving you a promise of the future firstly if you know that this is a recurring thing the moment a narcissist promises something just take it at face value say nothing be boring and they'll just and they'll realize that they're not going to get that validation that they get from the initial, um, you know, sort of promise that they're making of this amazing future that they're going to have and this amazing holiday. And if you just make nothing of it, the narcissist will move on to something else. They will need to go and get supply elsewhere because you're not going to provide it.
0: Then we have a manipulation tactic called monitoring. What is that and uh, what is the example and how to protect
1: Sure. So monitoring is when an abusive or manipulative person monitor, literally does that, monitors your activity, monitors your location, monitors your behavior, monitors who you speak to. And it's, it's a, essentially an attempt to control. Now, when that happens, I mean, and and a lot of this happens, you know, with recent technology, what you find is that you can get these location monitors. Uh, I know certainly in a a past narcissistically abusive relationship, my partner was insistent that they wanted to know where I was all the time. And I just said, well, actually, no, you never knew this 15 years ago. (laughs) Why would you want to know that now? But you've got to put your foot down and they will try and say, Uh, but you know because I care for you and you know you're not allowing me to look after you and so on they will put all of that on and again similarly as uh, with the future faking you don't necessarily want to aggravate and you just can fluff up and say you know thank you so much that you are taking this concern so for example if you have a best friend that absolutely is jealous of you meeting with other friends or going somewhere without them and they want to monitor where you are at all times on location. They want to share your location. You know, you can say, well, thank you so much for your concern. That's really kind of you. But you know what? I want to do this. But why? That doesn't make sense. Here is, as the listener, remember, you do not have to justify or explain why you want to do something. It's a bit like, you know, if I ask you to choose a uh, chocolate flavor or vanilla flavor, if you choose chocolate, you choose chocolate, not why did you choose chocolate or why? Okay, fine. Why? Because I like it. That's it. There is no other reason. So if you choose to say, I don't want to share, you don't have to explain or justify why it is that you want to, because the moment you go into justification and explaining, the narcissist will, definitely have something to say about it because they can easily turn that around to like, like, as I was saying, with projecting and they will move it around and then it becomes about them and not about you anymore. So in that situation, when you've politely declined and they go on and on, just say, no, I'm all right. And then start what we call with the gray rock, just ignore statements that they say nothing, and if they come back and say, You're ignoring me, that's so rude. So, no, I've said what I wanted to say. I think you didn't hear me. Da, 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 da. All of that, I disagree. So, you don't have to go with long, just use short sentences until they lose interest in you. Again, you want to cut off narcissistic supply. I hope that um, makes sense.
0: Yeah, it does. Thank you so much. Um, Then, next manipulation tactic is sarcasm.
1: Wow, this one is a favorite of mine because I've seen it so often. Uh, And sarcasm is exactly that. Sarcasm is when someone says the opposite of what they actually mean in an effort to criticize and poke fun at you. Now, the danger with sarcasm is that people normalize this nowadays and they say, ah, but, you know, can't you take a bit of a joke? It's just a little bit of fun, you know. No, sarcasm is a form of manipulation and it's a form of abuse. And if you're around somebody who's always sarcastic and uh, really they mean something else but they say something else, and it leaves you feeling off, you want to make sure that you communicate that and you don't have to put up with it. So sarcasm is, is that. Now, let me give you an example of how that might occur. Let's take the example of where you're at work. You know, I've been giving a lot of examples of personal relationships and parents and so on. Uh, and friends, let's take a work relationship. You know, if you have a nasty boss, and you're working away, and they see you taking a short break because, you know, you've been working hard. You know who you are. You can only be your best valued self. And if this uh, tyrannical boss comes and sees you having a rest, and they will make sure, and normally it's done when people are listening, because remember, shame is a big thing for narcissists, right? So they'll say, ooh, someone's working hard today. And they make sure that they are heard and they gave it in this jovial, jolly fashion. And the result may be that you are firstly mortified that you were put to shame in front of everybody. And you were criticized. And yet, you know that the person who's probably been working the hardest is you from the whole team. Or the boss knows or the boss feels uh, threatened by what a good worker you are. Now, in that case, you know, I would say with sarcasm, if you are affected by this comment, everyone might smile, but I would say don't smile. You don't want to condone behavior by going along with it. If you don't agree that something is wrong, then don't go along with it and you just have a deadpan face. And you might get another comment saying, Whoa, you can't even take a joke. And rather than de- being defensive or say, No, 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 it's no, I can take a joke. It's just what you did is wrong. You know, you say, Oh, you, you know, come on, lighten up. Or, you know, people will say, You know, they will, tyrannical bosses will always have, you know, narcissistic people will always have something or the other as a comeback. So in this instance, after you've got a dead pen face, it's probably helpful to just go back and just question their behavior and say, "Um, what do you mean? So what did you mean by that? And you're catching them out on what they're actually trying to do. Because then they're, they're in the spot, you know, you're no longer in the spotlight, they're in the spotlight and say, what do you mean? Oh, because you know, rearresting, well, I have worked these many hours and I've given these many hours overtime Uh, am I not allowed to have a little bit of a break? I'm human after all. Remember, you can always use the narcissist lines against them. They are not the ones that control you. You control you. So, you know, there is um, something, there's a technique uh, that I've read about. And I like the way it's referred to as a hot potato. You see, if somebody throws a hot potato at you, are you going to catch it if it's boiling hot? No, you don't want to get your hands burnt. So even if somebody throws a boiling hot potato at you, it's like, nah, you let it drop. So if you get angry or if you get frustrated because a narcissist has is being sarcastic towards you or is monitoring all your behavior or is future faking and not c- keeping promises, uh, comparing you with somebody else or giving you abusive truisms, all these manipulation tactics. One thing that you can do to protect yourself is just when the narcissist is giving you that heightened emotion or uh, fake persona, you don't have to take that hot potato. So your expression has to be boring, deadpan, don't take it, don't react. And they might they might find you boring, but that's actually a good thing. I've had narcissists who've told me, oh, this person's boring, that person's boring, and this person's boring. But you know what it really was, is those people were narcissist proof because they weren't actually going to be able to be fooled by these narcissists. So when a narcissist calls you boring, that's a compliment for you as who you are as a person right so it's about just speaking to them in a business-like fashion interview don't raise your voice you don't want to insult or abuse the narcissist you just use the minimal amount of words gray rock when it's getting into a circular argument and just say i've said what i need to just say i'm not going to say anymore and you maintain your boundary of literally saying no more on that topic now when you are setting these boundaries when you're gray rocking when you're avoiding this hot potato and you're not uh, you know when you're getting the dad pen, you're not reacting it's important for you to recognize your reality as you're seeing it. So one of the things that can help you along the way to protect you from what is happening is after these things happen and you get a sick feeling in your heart, I would, I would encourage you to write down in a diary, a journal, write down the date, something happened, write down what the narcissist said, write down the context, and write down what your experiences and what you said. So that in a future, which will come, if you're with the narcissist, they will mention something and they will try and gaslight you into what actually happened on that day. Oh, you know, trying to say, but I do keep my word. And you can turn back and say, well, actually, no, you don't. Because on this date, you're calling that person out. And you're calling that person out because you know that, actual reality of what happened because you've journaled it and you've written down in it now if you happen to be around a narcissist who has got all of this that has been thrown in your journaling i would invite you to be very very mindful practice mindfulness meditate go within yourself so that you can understand your gut feeling you can understand what manipulation tactic is happening here You can have insight and awareness. Okay, this is what's happening. This is what I could do. So you're not really taking it personally. A narcissist is not targeting you as a person. That is just what they do to everybody. So don't take it personally. Think about how you could protect yourself. Um, Two things, last things that I'm going to say, that if you find that you are in the midst of a narcissist, Find one thing that you can be truly good at that you like to do because then the narcissist cannot take that away from you. You see, when you're surrounded with the narcissist, your sense of self gets diminished, diminished, diminished. If there's one thing that can protect you, it will be your savior when you finally have the courage to go no contact with that person, be it a parent, be it a sibling be it a child, be it a friend, be it a boss, be it anything. Um, So, for example, you could start uh, drawing, painting, singing, uh, running uh, um, an art form or a sport, MMA. You know, when I was uh, surrounded by narcissists, the one thing that, that kept me sane was that I became a runner. And I ran my marathons and I ran my half marathons and I just kept running, running, running every day because I knew something was off and I didn't know. And all that anxiety building up had to release itself, but it was my savior. It got me healthy, fit. And that was the one thing that I was truly good at. And I could say, this is my thing that saves me. So if you're not a sporty person, it doesn't matter. Go into some drawing, go into doing artwork, whatever creativity that you can work with, and get a skill that you can only have look at yourself become really good at something so that the narcissist cannot cut you off and cut you down again and again does that make sense
0: yeah it makes and thank you such a great tips the mind being mindful mindful and practicing mindfulness and then fun, finding something that you truly enjoy and become a good at It really is good for our self-esteem in general to, you know, find something that we enjoy and we can progress and be good at. It. And so it's extremely important if you still are in this narcissistic environment.
1: Yes. So I hope this has sort of made sense in terms of what these uh, abusive manipulation tactics are. Sometimes when you just say the word and then you can sometimes go blank and think, well, yeah, but I can't give of an example examples are always around you just have to observe and watch the narcissists they will be using them left right and center
0: Mm. Mm. yeah exactly exactly thank you so much we had a great great topics and great you know scenarios today And I want to thank everyone for listening to this episode. And thank you, Dr. Daksha, so much for coming to this episode again and giving such great answers.
1: Fantastic. You're welcome.
0: If you have enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review and share the episode with your friends and family. Have a wonderful rest of your day and see you in the next episode.